We are continuing in the book of Daniel, and we are discussing life in Babylon. And this is part four. Let me ask a question. What do you do when someone in authority tells you to do something that violates your biblical principles? Well, Daniel has been kidnapped from his home. He is a teenager in a foreign land. And the Bible says the king appointed for them, these are Daniel and the other young men, the king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank. And he appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service. Daniel had two decisions before him. Should he first enjoy the king's food and wine, and secondly, should he be educated in the literature and language of the Chaldeans? Well, last time I wrote, Daniel processes his current situation, taking in all the sights and sounds, tastes and smells of this amazing head-turning scenario. The capture, the journey, the new environment, the new clothes, new mentors, new food and wine. He processes all of this in his well-educated mind, recalling especially the eternal principles and laws of Scripture embedded and memorized in his mind. And then he makes a decision. This is a life and death decision that ultimately determines the very course of his entire life. What did he do? What would you do? We also have been kidnapped from the land of our founding fathers, and we find ourselves living in Babylon here in 2020. Well, there's a lot that we can learn from Daniel about life in Babylon especially now since we find ourselves living in Babylon as well. Babylon is where sin flourishes and where our God is not honored. Sometimes living in Babylon, I'm telling you, I want to run. Sometimes I want to hide and I want to bury my head. Other times I want to fight, I want to rebel, and I want to stand up to the tyranny. So here's some important questions to consider and principles to follow when living in Babylon. When do I fight? When do I rebel? When do I submit? And when do I remain silent? Well, let's consider these questions and these principles. First, determine that you will live within the boundaries of biblical principles. Determine your moral absolutes and write them down. I have a document that I have written down containing my personal values and my moral absolutes, which I have drawn up from my study of God's Word over the years. They are defined and they are written down. These values have become, to me, like the rumble strips of my life's journey while living in Babylon. Rumble strips. Well, when I drift towards the side of the road, the rumble strips alert me with a strong vibration sound that I'm heading off the path. Daniel arrived in Babylon with the biblical values of his life set and secure. They were, in a sense, his moral rumble strips. They were active, and therefore, he made a decision. The decision was this, but Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. He made a decision. Well, here's a second principle we learn. We learn from Daniel 
uh, to do our best to lead a quiet and peaceful life. We also can learn from the Apostle Paul. He instructs us in this sometimes unpopular biblical principle. Paul teaches his readers that when living in a non-Christian society, they should make it their ambition or their goal to, quote, to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands, just as we commanded you, Paul says, so that you will behave properly toward outsiders and not be in need. That's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Well, Daniel followed this path when he agreed to learn the ways of the Babylonians under the instruction of the pagan scholars. Daniel determined that he would accept this education and that he would use this education to better understand the culture he now lives in. He would process the new education through his well-established biblical worldview, is what we call it today. And God blessed his learning and elevated him to great heights within the foreign government. God used Daniel in this way. So, two different decisions. One Daniel said he would not submit to, and the other he said he would submit to. So, here's the important third principle. How did Daniel approach his decision to disobey the king? He approached the cultural and political disobedience with humility, influence, and persuasion. Daniel, what he did, he beautifully blended principles one. That remember principle one was to make decisions under the guidance of your biblical values with principle two to live quiet and humble lives. He blended those two by approaching the commander with an alternative solution. Daniel's first move was not to openly rebel and protest. Daniel 1.8 says, So he, Daniel, sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. The official feared that Daniel and his friends would appear weak if they didn't eat the food, and his neck would then be on the line. But with God's help, Daniel provided an alternative And Daniel exercised humble moral influence and persuasion. Daniel said, please test your servants for 10 days and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food. And then deal with your servants according to what you see. You know what? It's fascinating to me that even though Daniel had determined he would not defile himself, he still asked permission first. Yes, in his, his mind was made up, but in humility and with moral influence, he approached the commander asking permission. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure Daniel would have disobeyed if the commander had said no. Daniel would not give in. He would have died before he would disobey God but he took a humble approach. Here's a learning alert. Daniel's first approach was to pursue his goal, the goal to refuse the king's food and wine, to first approach uh, and pursue this goal through the means of submissive and respectful requests. In doing so, he used his skills of moral persuasion and influence. 
Daniel's strategy was to peacefully disobey the king's command and persuasively recommend an alternative. This plan allowed God to do his work and to show forth the power of God instead of the rebellion of Daniel and to show the power of God to the commander and ultimately to the king if we look forward into Daniel chapters 2 through 4. Ah, may we learn from Daniel about life in Babylon. Once again, in Babylon, sin flourishes and God is not honored. It's where we live today. So first, be sure that your biblical values and absolutes are set and secure. If you'd like, you can email me at larryshafer.tx at gmail.com, and I'll send you a free values worksheet similar to what I have used. Put in some time to set up your value-based rumble strips for your journey of purposeful success here in Babylon. Finally, make it your ambition to live a quiet and peaceful life, so far as it depends upon you. Study and apply the principles of excellent interpersonal skills with an emphasis upon moral influence and persuasion. Moral influence and persuasion, which involves strategic thinking, creativity, and intense listening, is a skill that will serve you well in your mission to honor God with your life while living here in Babylon. Father, we have difficult decisions and moral alternatives that we have to decide upon every day. Well, Psalms 119, 9 through 11, Lord, your word gives us guidance into your ways when it says, how can a young man keep his way straight? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen.